continuing uh, on the gifts of the Spirit uh, in our series on the Holy Spirit. Um, gifts of the Spirit are God's gift to the body for the purpose of establishing Jesus Christ as Lord. We as the church, we constantly need Jesus established as Lord. The world needs to, to be established in the fact that Jesus is Lord. And He gave us wonderful gifts, awesome gifts, big gifts. If there's one thing that I'm trying to convey throughout the course of this series, especially talking about the gifts of the Spirit, is the bigness of them. The bigness of them. They're not some small, tiny little thing that that just are satisfied within a small definition. They're big. They're mighty. They make a huge impact. So let's let's jump in tonight. Um, And uh, we're in 1 Corinthians 12. Uh, Let's read um, verses 4 through 7, and then we're going to jump down to verse 9 and 10. And tonight we're going to be sharing on the gifts of healing and the working of miracles. So 1 Corinthians 12, 4 through 7. And please keep your your Bible uh, open. And this is basically where we're staying tonight. But keep keep your finger in there. Now there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of service, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all in everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. Down to verse 9. To another faith by the same Spirit. To another gifts of healing by the one Spirit. To another the working of miracles. The last time I preached... It was three weeks ago because we had Daryl. That was awesome. Before that, we had Jody Romero. That was awesome. And then the last time I preached was the week before that. And we probably had graphics up there that said gifts of healing. And I said I was preaching on gifts of healing. And we never got to gifts of healing. Um, but so tonight, <laughs> we will. I'm so confident we will. But just to keep you in suspense that's beautiful just to keep you in suspense let's tackle the working of miracles first and then we'll come back to the gifts of healing nobody can say that church is boring because folks that is zany that is crazy I'm totally skipping gifts gifts of healing and going straight to working miracles who does that we do that's that's what gifts of healing and working of miracles. Gifts of healing and working of miracles. When it comes to healing, the healing portion, what's the difference between the gifts of healing and the working of miracles? Some say that healing is gradual, but a miracle is sudden. I think there's some truth to that. But there's no way we can make that blanket statement because too often we see healings that are just instant. We see it in the Word of God. We see it in our lives. We see it in our neighborhoods. We see it in our lives, but also through, you know, through obedient service to the Lord. So that statement, although it could be true, isn't necessarily true. And it definitely isn't something that we should use as a definer. Let's go through some comparisons. If the Lord heals and strengthens and restores 
a broken arm, that's a healing. If God grows back an arm that has been cut off, that's a miracle. If God heals a person on their deathbed, that's a healing. If that person dies and God raises them from the dead, that's a miracle. I feel like Jeff Foxworthy a little bit right now. That's a miracle. Friends, we can't get healed from death. We can't get healing from death. If someone is raised from the dead, it is the miraculous. And this is what Jesus did for us. When we were sinners, when we were in death. Friends, he, he, didn't, he didn't just heal us. He saved us. We were dead. We were in need of life. And when we found the truth of Jesus Christ and said yes to Him and we're saved, that's why people oftentimes refer to salvation as the greatest miracle. Because it wasn't just a healing, guys. There's no, there's no healing from death. It was resurrection life. And that is what we walk in. Isn't that awesome? The words working of miracles, energemata, dynamion, may be translated as the inworkings of energy or powers or miraculous powers. But let's give it the definition that Dr. David Yongi Cho of South Korea came up with. This is Dr. Cho's definition of, of working of miracles. A remarkable or surprising event that happens by the direct intervention of God, not following the general known laws of nature. A remarkable or surprising, I love that he included surprising, event that happens by the direct intervention of God, not following the general known laws of nature. You guys, quite simply, the working of miracles is the divine dunamis power of God to do absolutely anything. Absolutely anything. Friends, do we really believe, really, that our God can defy, can defy the nature's the, the laws of nature? Do we truly believe that in the realm of possibility that there is nothing that's impossible to God? That that belief, that faith that God can do anything, friends, that's what opens up the miraculous. Three times in my life when I've heard of a young person who's died, I've gone and I've prayed for the resurrection of the dead. I haven't seen it yet, but I promise you this. You're not going to see it if you don't at least pray it and say in the name of Jesus, come forth. Father, if this is in accordance with your will, Lord God, if this is in accordance with your plan, I say in the name of Jesus, come forth in the name and the authority of Jesus Christ. Friends, if we don't have the faith that God can do the ridiculous, the impossible, that he can defy nature, then we're not going to see the miraculous. We're not going to see the working of miracles. 
if we don't believe it, and if we believe it, friends, actions will follow. Is it possible for the rotation of the earth around the sun to just stop? That's, pretty, that's talking about the, 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 the defying of nature. Is it possible for the rotation of the earth to, around the sun to just stop for a day? It's happened. Did you know that? It's happened. In Joshua 10, 12 through 14, the word tells us this is exactly what happened when Joshua had the audacity to, to command it. That the sun would not set so that he could continue vengeance on the five armies that dared raise up against Israel. That would dare raise up against the people of God. He's like, he commanded it. Friends, do we have the, that kind of audacity? Do we have that kind of faith to say, Son, in the name of Jesus, stop. Now, we shouldn't do that because like, I'm having such a great barbecue. Son, stop. That doesn't work. That'll never, that'll never work. Um, it's, you know, it, it's cute. But I mean, I don't know if that'll work. What about defying gravity? What about defying gravity? We know of at least two men that have done it. Jesus walked on water. Peter catches a lot of flack, but rather walked on water. While we're on the subject of water, Jesus changed the genetic code and composition of water by doing what? Turning water into wine, and not cheap wine, but fantastic wine. I love that. Our God's not into the mediocrity. Great wine, the best wine. What about defying death? Raising someone from the dead. Friends, go on Google, Google person raised from the dead. Proof of person raised from the dead. We're seeing it in other countries. We're seeing it in African countries and, and, and South American countries. We're seeing it and it's, it's... Why isn't it happening here? I don't know, maybe we're just not praying for the dead to rise. What about invisibility? That's superhero stuff, right? Invisibility. Is that, is it possible? Do we have scriptural proof of invisibility? Yes, we do. In Luke 4, 28-30, Jesus passed completely unseen through the hostile crowd that was attempting his murder. I referenced a brother in China that did the exact same thing, walked out of a prison. The only person to ever walk out, of, to escape from this prison, he just walked past everyone. The Lord caused him to be inv- invisible. Friends, if God tells us to do something ridiculous and something that, that defies nature, what do you got to lose? What have you got to lose? If he says, come out, step out of the boat, or if we even say, Lord, bid me to come to you. Lord, bid me to come to you. You say, come, Lord, and I'll step out of this boat. Come, friends, step out. I, I don't even know what category to put this one under. I, I tried to think about it. And it could be uh, the creation of money, of, of aquatic money. I don't know. It could be the the causing of money to... You know, the directing, like Aquaman-esque, directing a fish to swallow money. I don't know. But when Jesus and the disciples needed money to pay the temple tax, Jesus said, 
go, you're going to catch a fish and open its mouth, and inside you'll find money to pay the temple tax. Miraculous, friends. That's miraculous. I like to walk. And, and when I walk, I'm always looking on the side of the road because I'm like, Lord, is there something you need me to cut open? Is there something that, that is there just some miraculous? I mean, we're believing God for a lot of money for our new building. So I'm like, Lord, I usually have my knife with me. I'll, is there a, you know, there's no proof that they killed the fish. They just reached inside. But, you know, you know, it's good to carry a knife, I guess. Friends, if we want to see the miraculous, we have to believe that our God is still capable of the miraculous. And if we believe it, actions will follow. If we believe it, we'll pray it, we'll speak it, we'll proclaim it, we'll command it in Jesus' name, and we'll expect it. That's the miraculous. That's the miraculous. Friends, if we can believe God for the miraculous, then we can believe Him for healing. If we can believe Him for the ridiculous, the things that we will get making fun of, even for believing it. If we can believe Him for the miraculous, then I guarantee you what we'll see is an increase, a ridiculous increase in us flowing in gifts of healing. Because if we can believe Him to stop the sun, we can believe Him to heal the sick. If we, if we can believe Him to raise the dead, then we can believe him for that headache to be gone. For that heart to be healed. 1 Corinthians 12, 9, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the one Spirit. The literal translation of the Greek in here in this passage is very significant. So I asked you guys to keep your finger open. How many of you guys have an NIV Bible and you kept it open? Because otherwise I'm just going to... You got it open. Okay. John, please just read loud enough um, that, that same verse in verse 9. I'm going to come back to if you have an NASB, if you've got a New King James, if you've got a King James. But... Okay, okay. so it says gifts of healing. Okay, we're talking about the gifts of the Spirit, gifts of healing. Who else has another translation? Don't open it now. Oh, the, the sword contest has already been there. I told you guys, keep your finger in there. If you read in the NIV, if you read in the King James, if you read in the NASB, if you read in the New King James, it all says gifts of healing. Gifts of healing. We're talking about nine gifts here contained in 1 Corinthians 12. Nine, nine gifts. And even within these gifts, what do we see? Gifts! More gifts! Gifts of healing. If we can pull up that graphic. I'm not a scholar, so when I reference like the original Hebrew or the Greek of something, you know, I, you know, I, I like every now and then to have a little, you know, chart just to kind of back up what I'm saying here. Gifts isn't the only word that's plural. 
in the original Greek of this. Healings is plural. Healings. Gifts is plural, and healings is plural. The correct translation is this, is that we are given gifts of healings. Gifts of healings, both in the plural. Paul is not talking about the gift of healing, and Paul is not talking about a healing ministry. He is talking about something much, much bigger. Paul is encouraging the Corinthians to expect many different ways in which God, in His absolute grace, gives healings of all kinds to different people, to different situations, to different relationships. Do you know some people that could could use God's healing? Do you know some situations that could really use some gifts of healings? You know some relationships that could really benefit from healing. When we read this passage, guys, we better see the bigness of our God and the bigness of His heart that He provides gifts of healings. You need emotional healing? There's a gift for that. You need physical healing? There's a gift for that. You need mental healing? There's a gift for that. Your marriage need healing? There's a gift for that. Do you, just as a person, can you not put your finger on it, but you know you're not whole? You just, you need His touch. There's a gift for that. And He gives them to us for the common good. So maybe, maybe you, you've laid hands on the sick and you haven't seen that they go away or you haven't seen that fever drop. But what if you're limiting yourself in the use of the gifts of healings? What about when you know someone is brokenhearted and you know that you serve the healer of the broken hearts? Do you minister that healing? What about emotionally? When you know someone has been torn down and beat down and kicked their whole life and they're in need of emotional healing, you say, hey, I'm glad you're physically strong, but my God has a touch for you to touch your emotions. You don't have to be ashamed of it or afraid of it, but I want to pray over you. Do we leave marriage, the restoration of marriages only up to people who have a passion for it? And do we only leave it up to those who have a degree in, in marriage counseling? Or do we say, no, maybe there's a gift of healing in there that God wants me to flow in and I won't know until I do what? Until I step out and I pray over somebody. Gifts of healings. God wants us to pray over each other tonight. I want I desperately want to pray over some people tonight. But we are absolutely missing the bigness of this gift. If it's me praying over a bunch of people tonight 
when He has put gifts of healings inside of us. Friends, we've got to grab a hold of the bigness of this. We've got to grab a hold of the bigness of this. This is one of those where when he, when he sent out disciples, He said, heal the sick, cast out demons. That's like a general command. This is one of those that I honestly believe every single one of us can flow in. Especially knowing that there are gifts of healings. Absolutely. I believe when we look at these nine gifts listed in 1 Corinthians 12, you know, there's some that we're going to flow in more than others. There's some I think everyone can flow in. I think there's some everyone does flow in. I think there's things we just need to identify. But this is one of them we're all supposed to flow in. Because our God is the healer. That's the very nature of God. Healer, Savior, Deliverer. Let us grab a hold of the bigness of this gift. Why? So that Jesus can be proclaimed to all. Friends, I'm a, I'm a believer. I'm a believer. I believe in Jesus. There's no doubt in my mind that, that He is risen, that He lives, that I live in Him, that my life is in Him, that He is King of kings. I'm saved. But I'm still in need of Jesus being proclaimed in my life because He's awesome and He wants to do it. I don't care how long you've been saved or if you're out there tonight and you've never trusted your life in Jesus. Every single one of us in this room are in need of Jesus being proclaimed. And He's given gifts that just scream it. The gifts of the Spirit are not to be put in some tiny little box. I love that even in these nine gifts, there's more gifts that there's an S on the end of that. Gifts of healings. Say it with me. Gifts of healings. Friends, there's more to just healing than just healing the sick. Jesus also came to set the captive free and that requires healing. He also came to, to draw the brokenhearted unto Him and heal them. And Healing is needed for that. I believe is every single one of us can flow in these things. But I also know that within this church, there's a need for healing in some of these areas. And our God to heal it tonight. The Lord is the healer. And the healer distributes gifts of healing through members of the body. And these gifts are for the sick. Right? God gives us a gift of healing. It's not for us, right? It's for the sick. It's to be used. It's, he gives me a, a, gift of, a gift of healing. It's for someone. It's for someone else. I've got to use it. 